Unbound Theatre presents Sounds and Sweet Airs, the complete works of William Shakespeare. The Merry Wives of Windsor, Act Two. What? Have I escaped love letters in the holiday time of my beauty? And am I now a subject for them? Let me see. Ask me no reason why I love you. You are not young. No more am I. Go to then, there's sympathy. You are merry. So am I. Ha ha. Then there's more sympathy. You love sack and so do I. Would you desire better sympathy? Let it suffice thee, Mistress Page, if the love of soldier can suffice, that I love thee. I will not say pity me, tis not a soldier-like phrase, but I say love me, by me. Thine own true knight, by day or night, or any kind of light, with all his might for thee to fight. John Falstaff? Oh, wicked world. One that is well nigh worn to pieces with age to show himself a young gallant. What an unweighed behaviour hath this drunkard picked with the devil's name out of my conversation that he dares in this manner assay me. Why, he hath not been thrice in my company. What should I say to him? Why, I'll exhibit a bill in the Parliament for the putting down of men. How shall I be revenged on him? For revenged I will be, as sure as his guts are made of puddings. Mistress Page, trust me I was going to your house. And trust me, I was coming to you. You look very ill. Nay, I'll never believe that. I have to show to the contrary. Faith, but you do in my mind. Well, I do then. Yet I say I could show you to the contrary. Oh, Mistress Page, give me some counsel. What's the matter, woman? Oh, woman, if it were not for one trifling respect, I could come to such honour. Hang the trifle, woman. Take the honour. What is it? If I would but go to hell for an eternal moment or so, I could be knighted. What? Thou liest. Sir Alice Ford? We burn daylight. Here, read, read. Perceive how I might be knighted. I shall think the worse of fat men as long as I have an eye to make difference of men's liking. What tempest I trow through this whale with so many tons of oil in his belly ashore at Windsor? How shall I be revenged on him? I think the best way to entertain him with hope till the wicked fire of lust have melted him in his own grease. Did you ever hear the like? Letter for letter, but that the name of Page and Ford differs. To thy great comfort in this mystery of ill opinions, here's the twin brother of thy letter. But let thine inherit first, for, I protest, mine never shall. I warrant he hath a thousand of these letters, writ with blank space for different names, sure, more. And these are the second edition. Well, I will find you twenty lascivious turtles ere one chaste man. Why, this is the very same, the very hand, the very words. What doth he think of us? Nay, I know not. It makes me almost ready to wrangle with mine own honesty. 
For sure, unless he knows some strain in me that I know not myself, he would never have boarded me in this fury. Boarding, call you it? I'll be sure to keep him above deck. So will I. If he come under my hatches, I'll never to see again. Let's be revenged on him. Let's appoint him a meeting and lead him on till he have pawned his horses to mine host of the garter. Nay, I will consent to act any villainy against him that may not sully our honesty. Oh, that my husband saw this letter, it would give eternal food to his jealousy. Why, look where he comes, and my good man too. He's as far from jealousy as I am from giving him cause, and that, I hope, is an unmeasurable distance. You are the happier woman. Let's consult together against this greasy knight. Come hither. Well, I hope it be not so. Hope is a curtle dog in some affairs. Sir John affects thy wife. Why, sir? My wife is not young. He woos both high and low, both rich and poor, both young and old, one with another, Ford. He loves the Gallimorphy, Ford. Perpend. Love my wife? With liver burning hot. Oh, odious is the name. What name, sir? The horn, I say. Farewell. Take heed, have open eye, for thieves do foot by night. Take heed ere summer comes and cuckoo birds do sing. Away, Sir Corporal Nim. Believe it, Page, he speaks sense. I will be patient. I will find out this. All this is true. I like not the humour of lying. He loves your wife. There's the short and the long. My name is Corporal Nim. I speak and I avouch. Tis true. My name is Nim and Falstaff loves your wife. Adieu. I never heard such a drawling, affecting rogue. I will seek out Falstaff. If I do find it, well... I will not believe such a catian that a priest of the town commended him for a true man. T'was a good, sensible fellow. How now, Meg? Whither you go, George, hark you. How now, sweet Frank? Why art thou melancholy? I? Melancholy? I am not melancholy. Get you home. Go. Faith, thou hast some crotchets in thy head. Now, will you go, Mistress Page? Have with you. You'll come to dinner, George. Look who comes yonder. She shall be our messenger to this paltry night. Trust me, I thought on her. She'll fit it. You are come to see my daughter, Anne. Aye, forsooth. And I pray, how does good Mistress Anne? Go in with us and see. We'll have an hour's talk with you. How now, Master Ford? You heard what this knave told me, did you not? Yes, and you heard what the other told me. Do you think there is truth in them? Hang them, slaves. I did not think the knight would offer it. But these that accuse him, in his intent toward our wives, are a yoke of his discarded men. Very rogues now they be out of service. Were they his men? Marry were they. I like it never the better for that. Does he lie at the garter? I marry, does he? If he should intend this voyage towards my wife, I would turn her loose to him. And what he gets more of her than sharp words, let it lie in my head. I do not misdoubt my wife, but I would be loath to turn them together. A man may be too confident. I would have nothing lie on my head. I cannot be thus satisfied. Look where my ranting host of the garter comes. There's either liquor in his pate, 
or money in his purse when he looks so merrily. How now, mine host? How now, bully rook? Thou'rt a gentleman. Cavalier of justice, I say. I follow, I follow, mine host, I follow. Good even and twenty, good Master Page. Master Page, will you go with us? We have sport in hand. Tell him, Cavalero Justice. Tell him, Bully Rook. Sir, there is a fray to be fought between Sir Hugh, the Welsh priest, and Caius, the French doctor. Good mine host of the garter, a word with you. What sayest thou, my Bully Rook? Will you go with it to hold us? My merry host has the measure of his weapons, and I think hath appointed them contrary places. For, believe me, I hear the parson is no jester. Hark! I will tell you what our sport shall be. Hast thou no suit against my knight, my guest Cavalieri? None, I protest. But I'll give you a pottle of burnt sack to give me recourse to him, and, and tell him my name is Brooke, uh, only for a jest. My hand, bully, thou shalt have egress and regress. Uh, said I well? And thy name shall be Brooke. <laughs> it is a merry night. Will you go and hear us? Have with you, mine host. I have heard the Frenchman hath good skill in his rapier. Tut, sir, I should have told more. In these times you stand by on distance, your passes, staccados, and I know not what. Tis the heart, Master Page, tis here, tis here. Here, boys, here, here. Shall we wag? Though Page be a secure fool, and stands so firmly on his wife's frailty, yet I cannot put off my opinion so easily. She was in his company at Page's house, and what they made there I know not. Well, I will look further into it, and I have a disguise to sound Falstaff. If I find her honest, I lose not my labour. If she be otherwise... Tis labour well bestowed. Give your worship good morrow. Good morrow, good wife. Oh, not so, and it please your worship. A good maid, then. What with me? Shall I vouchsafe your worship a word or two? Two thousand, fair woman, and I'll vouchsafe thee the hearing. There is one mistress ford, sir. I pray, come a little nearer this ways. I myself dwell with Master Dr Caius. Well... On Mistress Ford, you say? Your Worship says very true. I pray, Your Worship, come a little nearer this ways. I warrantly nobody hears. Mine own people, mine own people. Are they so? Oh, God bless them and make them his servants. Well, Mistress Ford, what of her? Mary, this is the short and the long of it. You have brought her into such a canaries as tis wonderful. The best courtier of them all when the court lay at Windsor could never have brought her to such a canary. Yet there have been knights and lords and gentlemen with their coaches. I warrant you, coach after coach, letter after letter, gift after gift, smelling so sweetly, all musk and so rushling, I warrant you, in silk and gold, that they would have won any woman's art. And I warrant you, they could never get an eye wink of her. But what says she to me? Be brief, my good she Mercury. Mary, she hath received your letter, and she gives you to notify that her husband will be absent from his house between ten and eleven. Ten and eleven. I forsooth, and then you may come and see the picture she says that you wot of. Master Ford, her husband, will be from home. 
Alas, the sweet woman leads an ill life with him. He's a very jealousy man. She leads a very frampled life with him, good heart. Ten and eleven. Woman, commend me to her. I will not fail her. Why, you say well. But I have another messenger to your worship. Mistress Page hath her hearty commendations to you too. And let me tell you in your ear, she's as fortuous a civil modest wife as any is in Windsor. And she bade me tell your worship that her husband is seldom from home, but she hopes there will come a time. I never knew a woman so dote upon a man. Surely I think you have charms. La, yes, in truth. Not I, I assure thee. Setting the attractions of my good parts aside, I have no other charms. Oh, blessing on your heart for it. But, I pray thee, tell me this. Has Ford's wife and Page's wife acquainted each other how they love me? Oh, that were a jest indeed. They have not so little grace, I hope. That were a trick indeed. But Mistress Page would desire you to send her your little page of all loves. Her husband has a marvellous infection to the little page, and truly Master Page is an honest man. Never a wife in Windsor leads a better life than she does, and truly she deserves it. For if there be a kind woman in Windsor, she is one. You must send her your page. No remedy. Why, I will. Nay, but do so then. And look you, he may come and go between you both. And in any case, have a nay word that you may know one another's mind. And the boy never need to understand anything. For it is not good that children should know any wickedness. Old folks, you know, have discretion, as they say, and, and know the world. Fare thee well. Commit me to them both. I am thy debtor. This news distracts me. <laughs> Sayst thou so, old Jack? Go thy ways. I'll make more of thy old body than I have done. Will they yet look after thee? Will thou, after the expense of so much money, be now a gainer? <laughs> Good body, I thank thee. Let them say it is grossly done, so it be fairly done. No matter. <clears throat> Bless you, sir. And you, sir. Would you speak with me? I make bold to press with so little preparation upon you. You're welcome. What's your will? It's a... I am a gentleman that have spent much... My name is Brooke. Good Master Brooke. I desire more acquaintance of you. Good, Sir John. I sue for yours. And I have a bag of money here troubles me. If you will help to bear it, Sir John, take all or half for easing me of the courage. Sir, I know not how I may deserve to be your porter. I will tell you, sir, if you will give me the hearing. Speak, good Master Brooke. I shall be glad to be your servant. Sir, I hear you are a scholar. I will be brief with you. There is a gentlewoman in this town. Her husband's name is Ford. Well, sir? I have long loved her, and I protest to you. Bestowed much on her, briefly. I have pursued her as love hath pursued me, which hath been on the wing of all occasions. But whatsoever I have merited, either in my mind or in my means, mead, I am sure, I have received none, unless experience be a jewel that I have purchased at an infinite rate, and that hath taught me to say this, love like a shadow flies when substance love pursues, pursuing that that flies, and flying what pursues. Have you received no promise of satisfaction at her hands? Never. Have you importuned her to such a purpose? Never. Of what quality was your love, then? Like a fair house built 
on another man's ground, so that I have lost my edifice by mistaking the place where I erected it. To what purpose have you unfolded this to me? When I have told you that, I have told you all. Some say that, though she appear honest to me, yet in other places she enlarges her mirth so far that there is shrewd construction made of her. Now, Sir John, here is the heart of my purpose. You are a gentleman of excellent breeding, admirable discourse, of great admittance, authentic in your place and person, generally allowed for your many warlike, court-like and learned preparations. Oh, sir! You believe it, for you know it. There is money. Spend it. Spend it. Spend more. <laughs> Spend all I have. Only give me so much of your time in exchange of it as to lay an amiable seed to the honesty of this Ford's wife. Use your art of wooing. Win her to consent to you. If any man may, you may as soon as any. Would it apply well to the vehemency of your affection that I should win what you enjoy? Methinks you would prescribe to yourself very preposterously. Oh, understand my drift. She dwells so securely on the excellency of her honour that the folly of my soul dares not present itself. She is too bright to be looked against. Now, could I come to her with any detection in my hand, my desires had instance and argument to commend themselves. I could drive her then from the ward of her purity, her reputation, her marriage vow, and a thousand other her defences, which now are too strongly embattled against me. What say you to it, Sir John? Master Brooke, I will first make bold with your money. Next, give me your hand. And last, as I am a gentleman, you shall, if you will, enjoy Ford's wife. Oh, good sir. I say you shall. Want no money, Sir John, you shall want none. Want no Mistress Ford, Master Brooke, you shall want none. I shall be with her. I may tell you, by her own appointment, even as you came into me, her assistance or go between parted from me, I say I shall be with her between ten and eleven. For at that time the jealous rascally knave her husband will be forth. Come you to me at night, you shall know how I speed. I am blessed in your acquaintance, um... Do you know Ford, sir? Hang him! Poor cuckoldy knave! I know him not! Yet I wrong him to call him poor. They say the jealous witterly knave hath masses of money for the which his wife seems to me well favoured. I will use her as the key of the cuckoldy rogue's coffer, and there's my harvest home. I would you knew, Ford, sir, that you might avoid him if you saw him. Hang him, mechanical salt-butter rogue! I will stare him out of his wits. I will awe him with my cudgel. It shall hang like a meteor the cuckold's horns, Master Brook. Thou shalt know I will predominate over the peasant, and thou shalt lie with his wife. Come to be soon at night. Ford's a knave, and I will aggravate his style. Thou, Master Brook, shall know him for a knave and a cuckold. Come to me soon at night! What a damned Epicurean rascal is this! My heart is ready to crack with impatience! Who says this is improvident jealousy? My wife hath sent to him, and the hour is fixed. The match is made. Would any man have thought this? See the hell of having a false woman. My bed shall be abused, my coffers ransacked, my reputation gnawn at. And I shall not only receive this villainous wrong, but stand under the adoption of abominable terms by him that does me this wrong. Terms! Names! But 
Cuckold! Whittle! Cuckold! The, the devil himself hath not such a name! Page is an ass. A secure ass. He will trust his wife. He will not be jealous. I will rather trust a Fleming with my butter. Parson Hugh, the Welshman, with my cheese. An Irishman with my bottle. My wife with herself. Then she plots, then she ruminates, then she devises. What they think in their hearts they may affect. God be praised for my jealousy. Eleven o'clock the hour. I will prevent this. Detect my wife, be revenged on Falstaff, and laugh at Paige. I will about it. Better three hours too soon than a minute too late. Fie, 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 cockhold, cockhold, cockhold. Jack Rugby. Sir? What is the clock, Jack? Tis past the hour, sir, that Sir Hugh promised to meet. Bagar, he has saved his soul that he is not come. He has prayed his Bible well that he is not come. Bagar, Jack Rugby, he is dead already if he come. He is wise, sir. He knew your worship would kill him if he came. By God, the herring is not dead, so as I will kill him. Take your rapier, Jacques. I will tell you how I will kill him. Alas, sir, I cannot fence. Villainy! Take your rapier. Forbear, here's company. Bless thee, bully doctor. Save you, Master Doctor Caius. Now, good Master Doctor. Give you good morrow, sir. What be all of you, one, two, three, four, come for? To see thee fight, to see thee foin, to see thee traverse, to see thee here, to see thee there, to see thee pass thy punto. Is he dead? Vagar, he is a coward, Jack, priest of the world. He is not sure his face. Thou art a Castellian King Urinal. I pray you, bear witness that I have stayed six or seven, two, three hours for him, and he is no come. He is the wiser man, Master Doctor. He is a curer of souls, and you a curer of bodies. If you should fight, you go against the hair of your professions. Is that not true, Master Page? Master Shadow, you have yourself been a great fighter, though now a man of peace. Bodykins, Master Page, though I now be old and of peace... If I saw a sword out, my finger itches to make one. Though we are justices and doctors and churchmen, Master Page, we have some salt of our youth in us. We are sons of women, Master Page. Tis true, Master Shadow. It will be found so, Master Page. Master Doctor Caius, I am come to fetch you home. I am sworn of the peace. Uh, pardon, Master Shallow. A word, uh, Monsieur Mockwater. Mockwater? What is that? Uh, mock water in our English tongue is valour, bully. Bagar, then. I have as much mock water as the Englishman, scurvy jackdog priest. Bagar, I will cut his ears. He will clap a claw thee tightly, bully. Clap a de claw? What is that? That is, he will make thee amends. Ah. I thank thee for that. And moreover, bully... Uh, but first, Master Shallow and Master Page and eat Caballero Slender, go you through the town to Frogmore. Sir Hugh is there, is he? He is there. See what humour he is in, and I will bring the doctor about by the fields. Will it do well? 
We will do it. Adieu, good master doctor. Bagar, I will kill the priest, for he speak for a jacanape to Ampage. Let him die. Sheathe thy impatience. Throw cold water on thy collar. Go about the fields with me through Frogmore. I will bring thee where Mistress Anne Page is, and thou shalt woo her. By God, I thank you for that. By God, I love you, and I shall procure a you the great guests, the earl, the knights, the lords, the gentlemen, my patience. For the which I will be thy adversary towards Anne Page. Said I well? By God, tis good, well said. Well, let us wait then. Come at my heels, Jack Rugby. The Merry Wives of Windsor was written by William Shakespeare. It starred Pippa Sawyer as Mistress Page, Sandy King as Mistress Ford, Andrew Faber as Falstaff, Alistair Sanderson as Master Ford, Philip Donnelly as Master Page, Mary Hall as Mistress Quickly, Robert Aldington as Sir Hugh and Jack Rugby, Gareth Johnson as Pistol, Dr. Caius and Fenton. Alan Curtis as the host. John Hall as Justice Shallow. John North as Slender. And David Alt as Nim. Sound recording was by Stephen Medhurst and music by Circle Nouvelle. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound. Unbound.